Have you ever turned on a podcast in a public place and started listening, only for the three dumb hosts to suddenly start talking about Wolverine's cock? Well, it might happen if you listen here, so here's your friendly content warning that, um, we're gonna probably talk about Wolverine's cock, and we'll definitely swear a bunch. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're Aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to Wonder World to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Why does Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel, and Kara Danvers, aka Supergirl, have the same last name? Uh a lack of imagination. Complete fucking happenstance. Cool. That that that's it. Like and I the person who asked this wouldn't know this, but actually it was almost like, I, mean, I was like, man, there's a real chance that this was something. Because Carol Danvers was created by Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas is maybe the greatest scribe of Golden Age characters the two have ever worked in comic books. That man knew his shit. But no, just, he found out years later when people asked him this question and he went, oh, weird. I was trying to look it up again real quick, but I thought I read once that it's also complete happenstance that Werewolf by Night is named Jack Russell. I don't know. Editor Soway Stephen here. Sorry, I just got done changing the light bulb in the balloon's lighthouse. And I refuse to believe that to be true. Because <laughs> if it, no, no one names the character Jack Russell Jack Russell without being aware that he's a fucking werewolf and being on to the bit. I think that person's lying, yes. I think if someone yeah. says that, that's... There's just amazing... We're gonna... We're actually about to record a New Island episode on Werewolf by Night and Jack Russell in like two days, but there's this amazing fucking crossover with the Avengers. And it's not amazing because like it's a good crossover or whatever, but this like random three-page thing where the Avengers butler, Jarvis is like watching over Jack Russell as he sleeps in the Avengers Tower or in Avengers Mansion to be safe. And he just like ponders deep thoughts about werewolves for three whole pages. And like, it's supposed to be like, you know, let's examine the werewolf, but really it's just an old bald man staring at a college age kid as he sleeps, thinking about how tragic his life is for like a th- three pages. So like a fifth of that book, a sixth of that book is just Jarvis being like, this dude's life sucks. <laughs> I mean, he is a werewolf. <laughs> He's boring as fuck. I'm sorry. Uh, we will save that for a new island. Also, yeah, no, I'm just gonna say, yeah, fucking, it's just the last name. There, it happens. It well, and I get what I mean. Carol Danvers, Kara Danvers, is there a thing? Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're gonna have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with a sword of genre facts. This case, there's something he's gonna have to let loose, or else he's gonna blow us off course. So now we enter. I'm not going to say it again. Thank I you. won't do that Thank to you. you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't so, want to have to edit it twice. <laughs> here we are. Is I was going to try to make it sound disgusting anyway. I can, I don't got anything. Zach Zach hit us. With Zach's going to teach us about more characters. Yeah. Today's character that you may never have heard of is Daredevil. Hold on. <laughs> I've heard. Of I've watched this Netflix show. <laughs> God, I would be so happy if this. Are so, we talking about the Ben Affleck movie? I would actually watch Ben Affleck play this character. So, this is not the Marvel Daredevil. 
Obviously, that would be far too easy for this show. This is a character from a company called Lev Gleason Comics, and the character's name is Daredevil, aka Bart Hill. First appearing in Silver Street Comics, number six, September of 1940. Daredevil is kind of like Batman in that he's a man with no powers, but he's also kind of like Captain Boomerang because he likes to throw boomerangs at people. <laughs> that almost tracked for a second, and then I remembered his name was... Daredevil. Daredevil and not Captain Boomerang. So, or Boomerang Guy. Or... Daredevil's costume is actually kind of baller. It is half red, half dark blue. In the original version, it was half yellow, half blue, and they quickly changed that. He's got the, like, traditional shorts that most superheroes have, the kind of Superman shorts, mm -hmm. except it, re in most versions, reverses the red and blue. Okay. And then he has a belt with spikes on it, just sticking out. How big are spikes? It varies, but big enough that someone can hold on to them. Okay. Okay, little Slade looking. It's a little Slade. I am pretty sure George Perez went Daredevil. Because as we're going to cover, Daredevil appears fucking everywhere in comic books. Including Savage Dragon. Yeah. He is, canonically, the first superhero in the Image Comics superhero universe. Interesting. Because he's fallen into the public domain. But the original story is uh, Bart Hill, who has been rendered mute after the shock of seeing his father murdered in front of him and himself being branded with a hot iron. He grows up to become a boomerang marksman in homage to the boomerang-shaped scar left on his chest. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's just a boomerang-shaped scar? It wasn't a scar left by a boomerang? Like... Yeah, no, they just... Huh, this gives me ideas, this boomerang-shaped scar. It's almost like a sign from a boomerang. I have a bunch of trauma, so I'm gonna... <laughs> Why boomerangs, Master Hill? Boomerangs scare me. It's time others know my fear. <laughs> now, Jack Cole, who would later go on to create Plastic Man a year later and was the editor of this book, Jack Cole is one of the greats of the Golden Age. He, he's fucking fantastic. Uh, would recreate the character as Bill Hart in the very next issue and put him up against the main character of the Silver Streak book. Silver Streak was like an uh, anthology book of different heroes, which was very common back in the day, as opposed to like, mm -hmm. this is Superman. This is Batman. This is Spider-Man. It's like, this is action comics. Superman's the main star, but there's like 10 others. He would go up against the Villainous Claw for a five-issue battle that is insanely unheard of back in the day. Because most of the time, it'd be like, here's Batman, here's three Batman stories in a single issue. They're all standalone stories. Mm -hmm. So a five-issue arc, even though they would tend to be standalone things, was exceedingly rare. Now, the Claw is an insanely racist stereotype of Asians. Ooh, that claw. He is a demon. There's been a couple different versions. One was literally called the Yellow Claw. Ooh. Yeah. Hoofa. Modern day recreated that of like, I'm actually the Golden Claw, it's just you racist dickheads redubbed me. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> that. that character's awesome. But the Claw, just like, okay, so if you don't know the terrible Asian stereotypes, he just kind of looks like a sweet demon. But hey. if you know, yes, hey, is an accurate representation. Oh no. <laughs> real collar grab. Oh no. Moments. Although I'm also going to say a little bit bat boyish. Little bit bat boyish, yes. Um, I would much prefer if they were just going for that. that going full on bat boy. <laughs> Side note did you ever see the Bat Boy musical? 
I never did. It's incredible. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, someone made a musical based off of the weekly World News Bat Boy character, and it's part of why I love musicals, because I saw it at, like, 14. This might be the first Word Balloons movie watch that we have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's not even a movie, we're just going to watch it. Bat and Reanimator, the musical. Double feature. Here it is. Rocky the musical. (laughs) That one sounds legitimately terrible. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. That is one banger song. (laughs) The rest of it's fucking terrible, but there's one song that legitimately rocks. Anyways, Daredevil is probably best known for his... The first comic he released under his own name, Daredevil Battles Hitler, number one, from July of 1941. Where Daredevil leads the other Silver Streak characters, including the aforementioned Silver Streak, a kid named Crime Buster, who pretty much is just like if Archie Andrews became a superhero. Okay. Including the like sweater over the polo shirt and like wears a football helmet and some random dude with a sword. I've not been able to identify this character off the cover. But what's wild about it is the picture is an oversized, like, Hitler, like, kind of reeling back as the characters attack. But all of it is normal, like, animated. But they took, like, a picture of Hitler's face, like a photograph of Hitler's face, and drew over it. So Hitler's face is insanely detailed, but the rest is not. That's fucking weird. Yeah. (laughs) Look up. Daredevil battles Hitler. It's uh, it's reminiscent of some of the artwork in like uh, Monty Python. Very, yeah, it's yeah. Monty Python God, but like Hitler getting punched. Yeah. So it's better. This also came out in July of 1941. Now remember, Captain America Comics number one, which has had Captain America punching Hitler in the face, only came out in March of 1941. That was four months before. Mm. That was so challenging to the public because remember this is before Pearl Harbor this is before we entered the war and there was a whole lot of like pro-Nazi sentiment at first again understand we didn't necessarily know a lot of the shit that Nazis were doing yet and also racism um and also given how there's you know still pro-Nazi yeah, no shit. no I'm, I'm not <laughs> it was different it, you have to put that information in the context of the times but also not forgive the blatant mm-hmm. anti-semitism of the times either like it's a whole thing it's all bad uh, it's just bad but i mean that was enough that like simon and kirby got death threats and they were having cops watching the building to make sure that nazis didn't kill them so this is much more i mean this is daredevil battles hitler like it's in the name it would then get changed to Daredevil Comics with issue two, because I guess they wanted him to battle people other than just Hitler, but I would have rolled with it still. 600 issue long arc. <laughs> Daredevil battles Hitler. It's basically like a fucking Perry the Pat- Platypus versus Doofus level, like, resets every episode. <laughs> um, uh, just every episode, every issue he's fighting Hitler. Um, I'll get you next time, Daredevil! <laughs> But with a thick German accent, that's just not going to do. Hitler's blasting off again! <laughs> exactly. Um, in issue 18, uh, Daredevil is re- recreated to the name Bart Hill, which is much better than the other one that I've already forgotten that was not very good. And they change his origin to have been raised by Aborigines in the Australian Outback, which is why he uses boomerangs. boomerangs. I'm much more in favor of the weirdly hardcore... Like, that seems problematic in some way. But, yeah, the other one just seems I'm not sure dumb. how, but... 
Yeah, no, it, it's probably <laughs> extremely racist. Daredevil is eventually written out of his own book because uh, he is, he's given a kid gang similar to the Newsboy Legion or various mm. others that we've okay. talked about called the Wise Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Little uh, Wise Guys, more specifically. And then as Wise Guy comics got more popular or uh, kid gang Mm -hmm. got more popular and superheroes got less popular they took over the book until he stopped appearing entirely in issue 70. as i said what's weird <laughs> is daredevil has continuously influenced comic books often under different names so they can get around the marvel trademark for daredevil but like in earth x which is a parallel reality uh, uh marvel universe created by alex ross who did like kingdom come daredevil's costume has been modeled to look more like golden age daredevil it's got the blue and Oh, cross. Okay. Daredevil's costume was inspiration for the character named Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. Peter Cannon Thunderbolt is the inspiration for the character Ozymandias mm -hmm. from Watchmen, which means on some level you can draw a direct line between a boomerang-throwing weirdo and the main villain of the Watchmen. That's fucking... Yeah. Very interesting. He appears... Jeremy Irons himself. Yeah. Jeremy Irons plays, like, basically the grandson of Daredevil, if you, like, follow it in interesting ways. He appeared in a book called Femme Force, which we're gonna have to talk about someday, because it's a fucking bonkers book of, like, all female superheroes, and they're all Golden Age characters, and it is the trashiest shit I've ever read, but it's basically Birds of Prey before Birds of Prey existed. Okay. I want to read that. You don't? But also... You do. It's not good. It is a guy being like, see, I'm being feminist because it's all girls. Let's tie them up and have their suits tear a lot. I'm like, being a feminist because I promote this women's mud wrestling competition. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a feminist. I run the bikini competition. Um, Quit taking these Joss Whedon quotes out of oh God. <laughs> I could see Joss Whedon reading Femme Force. Oh, Joss Whedon, you used to be so good. Anyways, um, you know, Roy Thomas, who I mentioned in the beginning of this, used him as uh, under the name Double Dare. In the Femme Force book, he was called Red Devil. In the weirdest friggin' storyline, Dynamite Entertainment did a book called Project Superpowers, which was a, like, cohesive universe of Golden Age characters, in which the way they brought them to the modern day is a Buckwild story of a character named the Fighting... Fighting Yank, whose power is the ghost of his great-great-great-grandfather who died in the Revolutionary War, tells him what to do. So not brutal masturbation. That too. What? Wait, what? Fighting Yank. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going with, like, Haunted Tank, but no, I guess we're going to make this extremely uncomfortable. Anyways, the Fighting Yank is convinced by the ghost of his grandfather and the government to trap all the other superheroes in Pandora's box in the urn until eventually it turns out that that was a bad idea so he breaks open the urn and oh, the characters are brought back into the modern day bringing hope back to the world and like also all sorts it's a weird book but I actually do enjoy it another Alex Ross creation hmm. in this it turns out that Daredevil who's back to being a mute and everyone's like he was always kind of fucking weird but like turns out it's not actually Daredevil it's Daredevil's costume and a single boomerang that like yank made some deal of like okay instead of trapping you in the urn we're gonna put your costume in a boomerang and it'll be symbolism or something i don't fucking care but because the urn gave them various powers the suit came to life 
and just started operating as Daredevil. And no one knew this until the suit at one point, without explaining it to anyone, just takes the dentures out that it was holding to like simulate having a mouth and face, hands them to another character, and then goes into battle. And everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what? That would be the most disconcerting thing ever. Ever. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, I was trapped in Pandora's box for 40 years, and this is somehow weirder than that. And then uh, Dynamite always... Holy shit. <laughs> it reminds me of that one book we read uh, for the short stint we did um, uh, uh, for New Island on DC Magic, um, uh, where the, all of the fucking Zatanna clothing was haunted. Yes, yes, oh. very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they did Dynamite release another book. They call him the Death Defying Devil. Okay. Uh, this just, makes just me like very mad that Marvel has the fucking license to Daredevil <laughs> for this character specifically because like he was here first. Uh, I get he was here first, but also like everything I know about this character, I don't think he's a fucking Daredevil. Just call him the fucking Devil, <laughs> right? Call him the Boxing Devil. Call him the fucking Blind Devil. Call him. Anything. Neither of these characters are great daredevils, honestly. Exactly. Um, no, it's, no. <laughs> no, that should be an evil Knievel-based superhero, which has happened a couple of times. Stuntmaster. Which actually... The first Ghost Rider. Yeah, right? Uh, but anyway, better, Much better name for first Ghost Rider. Gail Simone, who is one of my all-time favorite comic writers, did a Death Defying Devil miniseries that's basically him just protecting this apartment complex. I haven't read it. The art is great. That surface level, or not surface level, street level fucking superhero doing like, I'm just going to help this small community as best I can because they need it. Fucking slaps for me Oddly, every time. Chapter House Comics, which is a Canadian comic book company whose big dig is that they're the Canadian comic book company. Their main character is Captain Canuck. Nice. It's a better series than it has any right to be. Like literally they just bought up these various like small print run level Canadian characters. Uh, hashtag Jared Kisa for Captain Canuck. Yeah, oh my god, yes. And then uh, Derry for Northgard. But um, <laughs> <laughs> merged with Lev Gleason, the Lev Gleason company, the com formed Daredevil, which apparently still exists, and merged their characters stable together and are releasing Daredevil like novels and comic books again with this Daredevil. Interesting. I just ordered a bunch of books from them. So, like, I'm real curious to see what's going on. I like it. I like this character. Daredevil's legitimately awesome. Like, most of the characters we're doing are doofuses. Daredevil's awesome. Hell yeah. Well, that's it for today, folks. Uh, we're taking off, but before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Till next time, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. <laughs>